0: disclaimer. The following podcast contains material and language of a strong sexual nature that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
1: Boy, oh boy, listeners, this week on the show, doing something special. A rising star in the adult entertainment industry is here to answer all your questions about, well, porn, exotic dancing, and all about it. Vex Voltage joins us this week in the sack. Hey,
2: hey. hey. How are you? Welcome, oh. Vex. Good to be here. We're glad to have you.
1: It's yeah. It's uh, I was really shocked no, to to learn about what you did because we had actually met a couple times before I even knew what you did for a living, and I was like, "Really? She's coming oh, on the show, I day, right?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love all the people that don't know, and then they find out, and they're like, "What?"
0: <laughs> okay, actually, this is the perfect segue into a question, so I'm just going to jump in here and get started with that. Um, This is actually a question from me. So how does that work with like social stigma and telling people in your life what you do for a living?
2: Um, It was fairly easy to tell my main friends and people that are close to me um, kind of what I do. And since they kind of know me, there's really no filter on me. So it was kind of like my closer friends they knew as it was happening, and they were watching it develop. Um, but as far as people that I meet, I kind of have to um, talk to them first, uh, to just kind of to gauge what what I can tell them.
0: Okay, that's fair. So it's not like a you know sitting around Thanksgiving dinner with grandma, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it's sort of like. If I'm meet just you know meeting someone for the first time, I'm gonna say I'm an exotic dancer, but I also do adult work. Um, if it's someone that I've met a few times, I'm like you know I I do this this and this uh, specifically. And then if it's you know someone that knows me, I'd be like, okay, I just fisted myself for OnlyFans, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's
0: awesome. So it's it's really catered to the audience, basically.
2: Yeah, I'm like a. Like a choose your own adventure. Like I have like a, I'm like a sliding scale of fun.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty similar to, to healthcare. Wouldn't you say, Seth? I mean, I there would. are certain things that, yeah. I mean, I'll tell people, Oh no, I'm a nurse. You know, I, I take care of your loved ones and I pass their medication and I, I heal their, their injuries and their illnesses. And, then to the people I'm really close to, no, I shovel shit for a living and I pack wounds and clean butts and scoop vomit. Yes, I stepped in cum yesterday. That's exactly how my day went.
1: Only the inner circle gets the dirty details. So, I mean, Vex, I think my first question for you is kind of a two-part question, is when were you first exposed to adult entertainment and how did you get into it? Were you drawn to it, I mean, exposed to it or is as like, a good way to make money or what's the story?
2: Um... I honestly it was just it was suggested to me and I'm like, "Huh, that seems like it could be fun." So I've always been like a super like person that wants to experience all these like super different um types of things and aspects of life, so that's why I try to do all of this weird shit. Like I can play the didgeridoo. So like that's one thing that I always wanted to to fucking do. So I've learned and I've been playing the didgeridoo for like 10 years now. Um,
0: Okay, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's little things like that.
0: We need to have a musical episode. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh God, I would be down to do that. man. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's kind of, you know, it's just stuff like that. And it was, you know, adult entertainment was like, okay. And it started out as like, okay, I'll do like the premium Snapchat stuff for extra money. Um, And then it just turned into, okay, I'll do like some creative shit with like modeling. And then it turned into, I'll do porn. So it's like, it was a big like slope. So you
0: said you are an exotic dancer. So I, is it safe to assume that that came first?
2: No, 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 no. The porn came first. Um, oh, it did? Yeah, yeah. The porn came first. I had shot for um, facial abuse. Uh, that was my first company I ever shot for. So it was kind of like jumping into the deep end of the pool there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew what they did, but I didn't. I kind of wanted to do that for my my first big one so I could be like, hey, look what I did for my first time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did. I did start um, dancing shortly after.
0: So okay. Now I had uh, a roommate right out of school who was an exotic dancer, and I know that it is a very physically demanding job. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they—you have to be incredibly physically fit to be an exotic dancer. So is that something that you took up doing to help with? the pornography or was it just sort of a, like, how, how did that evolution happen?
2: It, it kind of just happened. I was not really into getting into shape for porn because I already kind of had that body to begin with. Um, but it definitely, you know, dancing, you know, five, six days a week for like nine, 10 hours or, you know, whatever, it's going to get you cut and it's going to get you cut fast. <laughs> especially <laughs> like if you eat right. And like, I don't, I don't drink, but you know, like I'll have a couple glasses of wine or something at the club. But, um, so I, you know, I eat healthy and like, I see like kind of can double work over as exercise. So I don't have to go to the gym (laughs) except (laughs) on my day off. So, you know, it works. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome.
1: So what would you say is, uh, 'cause, cause this was the number one submitted question by listeners. Almost every listener asked this do people approach you as a dancer and someone that works in adult films as someone they can just approach and talk to and possibly fuck rather easily? And how do you deal with that if they do?
2: So there are two answers to that. Um, at AVN, I was around um, people that knew that I was, you know, I danced and um, I did porn. I danced at the mini vids booth. Um, there was a big pole in the middle. So I did that and I was, doing meet and greet stuff. So they knew that I, you know, obviously was a dancer of some, some type. They were much more respectful than the people that come into the club, the people that come into the club. I have had so many men just come up to my stage and I'm, you know, I'm giving them a show and they just ram jam me like two, three fingers in the asshole, in the pussy. I'm like, man, that is VIP access only naughty. No, (laughs) (gasps) no, Oh, God.
1: And I, I guess that would be my other thing is, you know, a little personal story here. I'm I'm not a fan of strip clubs. I love the dancers. They're hardworking, hard-working women. But it's just, it, there's just a seedy environment to me almost. It's, it's a combination of sadness and uh, uber machismo that I just not into. <laughs> I see that. Wow. <laughs> I see that. <laughs>
2: Some clubs are cleaner than others. I'm not throwing any club, local club under the bus, but there, there's there been some that I have danced at where yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do put a towel down when I sit in my car. <laughs> Fuck,
0: yeah. Okay, well, okay, so that actually brings me to, um, that's a good segue into a question that I, I got today, actually. Uh, for our listeners who don't know this... <laughs> This interview was supposed to happen last week, um, but I had, (laughs) I got the vid, guys. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) since we're talking about transmitted diseases, uh, yes, I got COVID. It fucking sucks. Everybody, wear a goddamn mask, please. Wear a mask. uh, Practice social distancing. And if your neighbors are having fucking parties and not wearing masks and licking and spitting on each other, punch them in the face. Just do it. Like, it's fine. I'm telling you it's okay. And then wash your hands after. So yeah, I had uh, a friend of mine ask me this question today since he knew we were recording and he didn't get his question in in time. Um, He knew he had an an opportunity. So he wanted to know about STD testing. Since we're talking about putting towels down. um, He asks, he believes it's required, but that it's a state by state regulation or it's a part of a contract by working with a studio um, he wants to know: Is it, sorry, is it part of a contract for working with a studio, or is it an industry-wide agreement? If it is, how often do they test, or who sets those guidelines?
2: It is an industry-wide agreement and understanding that. Um, the, well, did you get tested up to fourteen days before you film? Um, the test is good for up to a month. Um, and it's full, you know, talent test is the industry standard, although others are accepted. They do a full, uh, STD, STI, HIV, full, full panel. Um, and the the results are digital. And when you pull it up on your phone, there's a QR code and the other person can scan it with a QR reader and they can pull up your results on their phone. So it's honestly, it's a really good way to avoid anyone trying to fly under the radar and be unsafe. I usually, I will get tested three or four days before I'm scheduled to fly out to a place to shoot or drive, whatever I'm doing. Um, and then that, you know, that will last up till, you know, 14 days. And then after that, I'd, you know, do another one if I was doing more stuff after that. So.
0: Okay. And so these, these tests are not cheap no. either because this This test, um, so for anybody that doesn't know, the talent test runs uh, HIV, syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea, right? Yes. And let's be clear, you guys, folks that work in the adult film industry, it's not like you guys have, you guys don't have a union or anything, right? Right. Or do do you have a union?
2: There are little pockets. Um, I think something will start to happen within the next, you know, coming years. Um, there's been a lot of big movement, especially on Twitter, towards uh, a sex workers union, which I am completely behind. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just Yeah, great. that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, if so there's nothing now, though, that, that we know about where you are able to get any kind of like a, a united, any kind of a health care, like a group health care plan. Correct. Where you could get any kind of discounted health care. So this is all coming out of pocket. Yes, yeah. So every time you film... You're required to get these tests, and you're paying for it out of pocket, and and they're not cheap. They're well over a hundred dollars, up up to what four or five hundred dollars.
2: Um, yeah, now $100. yeah, now that's that's a little bit more accurate. It's you know three seventy five plus because they're requiring COVID tests now. So yeah. that in itself, um, it's it's a pretty high price right now.
0: Yeah. So it's it's not like um, I I guess I guess where I'm going with this is. I feel like people often have the impression that the adult film industry the the stars are you know kind of um, I guess begging for scraps you know they're they're working for peanuts and they're working you know getting a few bucks here and there and and it, it's very dirty and very seedy and and I, I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like the The artists put a lot of work and put a lot of time and effort and energy into what they do. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of personal loss that goes into it because there are no benefits. You don't have the benefit of payroll. You know, something that my friend that I I talked about earlier, she couldn't get a car loan because she had no evidence of income. Wow.
1: I mean, there is is no uh, Screen Actors Guild for adult film right now, unfortunately.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I think uh, my next question would be more on a personal level. We touched on it a little bit earlier that you're a bit into the more extreme end of porn, with the facial abuse and the fisting and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you look for that at home, or is it you want to Netflix and chill when it's Vexus time?
2: Well, when I am do- when I'm not, you know, doing something for OnlyFans or like you know, shooting something, making content, I guess I should say. I am probably one of the most boring people on this fucking planet. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I like to, I keep to myself a lot, you know, sometimes this work can be emotionally draining, whether it's, you know, being at the club, I have to put this fucking giant shit eating grin on my face and just keep it there for 10 hours until it just hurts. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it can be draining. So I like to have me time that lets me decompress and that's, It's done a lot for um, mental, like keeping my mental health where I'd like to keep it, um, especially in the industry. But um, as far as like me time, I really, you know, I like obviously playing with the cats. I like kind of digging and researching for, you know, new ideas and new like techniques that I can use, whether it's watercolor painting or makeup techniques or any kind of like uh, even down to iPhone camera techniques that I can do to, you know, you know, just new stuff I can do. To explore.
0: Okay. Well, hang on. Let's, so let's interrupt there real fast. So new makeup techniques. So one thing that I think our listeners need to know about is you have a side hobby. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit more than a hobby. It's, it's In my opinion, I think it's, it's fantastic. It, Tell us about it's that.
2: So, okay. So I recently was just, you know, starting to think I should get back into cosplaying because I used to cosplay back in like 2010, 2011. And I just kind of fell out of it. But I kind of wanted to reintroduce it um, with an aspect that I've never done before, and I've seen a lot of you know people do some cool stuff, and I've done some cool like blood and burn makeup, like special effect gore makeup before. But I had never done like transformative makeup that was like really cool. So I did a really cool Baphomet um, that's on my Instagram and Twitter, and it's on my FetLife. It's Plastered all over the place. It's so fucking awesome.
0: Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're on fat life. <laughs> what? Wait, you're on fat life? Yeah. <gasps> we're gonna have to get together later. Yay. <laughs> and share handles, yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going.
2: Um. So yeah, I it, I started doing like um, different techniques, like with cracked skin, uh, making it look like there's stuff below my skin, um, stuff like that. So I'm always trying to find new ways I can incorporate that into porn. Or just you know any kind of like erotic photography or anything like that. Um, just I kind of am, I kind of am taking this path where I'm like doing porn, but I'm starting to like also do my own thing while doing porn, and like they're blending over together very nicely. I think that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really no, that, that's really
0: cool. Thanks.
1: And uh, so it, we touched on it a little bit earlier with you the big shitting grin smile, but I know I can speak for Sarah, but you know I love my job, but there's days where I just Don't want to go. I'd rather just stay in home and watch TV. (laughs) I mean, do do you? I mean, is is it enjoyable to go do this stuff to dance and to do these scenes? Or is like, is it a job, or is it mix and match?
2: A lot of people ask me that, and my answer has like always been that I would prefer to do this rather than to have any nine to five ever, because I can make my own schedule. If I'm sick. I can take the time off and it's not, you know, no one's going to yell at me. I'm not going to be penalized. um, And I can make up for it with other hours that I choose. So it's pretty much, I can make my own schedule because I'm my own boss. If my boss is yelling at me, it's going to be me yelling at me. So, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But as far as like the sex goes though, is that like, is that part enjoyable? Oh yeah. Like, is that something that, yeah. I mean, it's not something that gets like we had somebody I know that you said you haven't listened to any of our episodes yet um I say yet yet you haven't listened to them
2: I listened um. to about <laughs> 20 minutes of one uh when I was doing okay. my eyeball makeup today
1: <laughs> well now you kind of have to
2: yeah now you have
0: to I, I like we had another guest on our show who actually worked uh works at a porn shop and one thing she was saying is that, you know, once you've done it and been around it for so long, it kind of, it's like selling cars. It gets kind of to that point. Would you, would you agree to that, that sort of mentality that it, it sort of gets to that um, in, when you're doing scenes?
2: Yes and no. Um, yes, because, you know, there's so much of a break in between like shooting with this company or shooting with this company that I don't really feel that kind of burnout. Um when it comes to non, you know, non dancing stuff, like the sex in the porn, it doesn't really like wear out. It's welcome for me just because there's not, you know, I'm not doing it for eight hours a day. (laughs) fair so it, it i mean yeah it, yet i say that now and yeah. i know once they start shooting again it's going to be like a 12 hour shoot day and i'm just going to feel like i'm being ripped in half with sandpaper <laughs> <laughs> that visual
1: is horrifying
0: lube. <laughs> lube lube and more lube we covered that in episode
1: three
2: yeah lube lube is, uh, lube is a must you want to push ropes
1: I mean, I mean, do you seek out the same pleasure from a partner that you do in a scene? Because we touched on that a little bit earlier, but we never really got on track with it. Like when you're with someone that you're actually with, are you doing these things?
0: Yeah, because the scenes you do, I mean, it's pretty
2: extreme stuff. Yeah. Um. Yes and no. Um. Yes. I ca- We we kind of we liked. We both kind of liked where it ended up at one point in what we were. Um, what we were doing. So we're like, okay, we should record that. So like, you know, record it. It just kind of everything that I like do on my OnlyFans is stuff that I would do, you know, minus the foot job stuff um, that doesn't do anything for me. But if someone mm. wants a foot job, like, you know, it's totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> so fine. it's just, you know, it it's, it's cycling enough that it never gets old for me. Um, so awesome. it's always kept fresh and it's like in my personal life especially it's you know
0: but there's not anything like specifically that you do on camera for entertainment purposes yeah that you wouldn't necessarily bring into the bedroom um
2: it, depending on who the partner was at the time currently the only thing I'd leave out was the foot stuff everything else has completely been on the table that's fair <laughs> No, and that's, that's totally, I mean, like you said, it, it kind of just depends
0: on the partner and, and what you're doing. Yeah, My feet are very ticklish.
1: <laughs> yeah. You mentioned like OnlyFans and many of it's a couple times. What do you think their impact has been on the adult industry as a whole? Because I mean, you're also done studio work. So you've done pretty much the different phases of modern porn. And you've got, like, yeah. celebrities on OnlyFans now charging ungodly amounts for single pictures. But, you I mean, how do you think OnlyFans in many of that, have affected porn as a whole?
2: I think it's, it's vastly improved upon it because it lets all of these individual, like, you know, talent be able to pretty much be their own, like, like creator of their own company. And like, you know, every time a video sells, you get that, you get the, the money It like, you know, you don't get paid one flat rate and then that's all you get for that, that money. So it could, you know, you could make a thousand dollars for a scene that you shot from a paid to you by a studio, but that can sell, you know, 400 copies of a video at $10 a piece. I would rather like the latter. Yeah. honestly yeah so it's kind of like that it's allowing people to do that and that's really good and not only that it's it's kind of like expanding the porn world in that it's making everything so fucking diverse like if you're into shoving carrots up if you're into some girl shoving a carrot up their ass or some some you know dude beaten off into a zucchini, you can find it. That's the beauty of it. Like you can find the person putting the Hot Wheel car in their ass.
1: Is there that's amazing. Is there there any resentment when celebrities jump into these type of services or is it like just, hey, it's more eyeballs on the product as a whole?
2: Um I think it depends on the situation, honestly. Um if it is to the point where it's disrupting the way a platform is benefiting content small content creators um then it's an issue um because a lot of that stuff changes based on you know who's on it what's happening on it um and i you know it it doesn't really i don't think it affects too many creators but i know that it has affected um some people that i know personally so i i see i see both sides of it pretty much
1: that's fair And uh, I guess the next point I wanted to hit on is like there's always been this social stigma, you know, that people that dance or do porn are damaged somehow or have some kind of emotional baggage. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. And, you know, are there people that are in porn who are perfectly normal every day would be nine to five? every stripper has
0: daddy issues or something.
2: Yeah, like a lot of people, actually, like a lot of people that I know, um, they're totally normal like totally normal people like n- well normal in the eye of the beholder, but
0: um, <laughs> um, yeah well yeah you have to how do you define normal
2: oh god <laughs>
0: <laughs> because i work with people who are supposed to be quote unquote normal by societal standards and they are not normal yeah. you, work,
1: you work with me you now come on that's just proof point right there. That's
0: also true.
1: <laughs> but I mean there yeah, are very there are caring loving people in this, in this industry, right? It's not all sleaze bags and and all that yeah. stigma.
2: Yeah. there's a there's a, a great deal of mental and, you know, just emotional support even just on Twitter alone. Like the the, um, the social aspects of the sex work is, is always very supportive. And I think it's, it's cause we all know how hard we all fucking have it against like the rest of the non-sex work world. So
0: kind of going on that same train of thought here, um, do you, do you know, or or do you believe that there are uh, sites or companies that are not safe to work with that are abusive towards their um yes, they're actors or they You don't have yeah, to, you don't, you don't mean, have to name names guys, but No, 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 no. Don't name names, but I mean are do you guys kind of talk to each other and you know work together like, you know, hey, watch out for this company. This this was my experience and through the great vine kind of Yeah.
2: You know. <clears throat> yeah, um sort of uh it sh- it should sort of be like anytime before you are shooting with a company you should you know vet them pretty much like look at what what they've shot um who they've shot with like ask them for references so that's kind of what I do there are also um sites I think member blast was one I'm not sure if they are still active or not anymore but they um they would post very often about um people's you know stories and horror stories and their experiences with um with shitheads pretty much uh, within the industry. I have a red flag list on my phone and my computer of companies and just kind of notes that I've made along the way that I can pass on to other people. That's
0: fantastic that there's that sort of whistleblower, you know, red flag system that you have yourself and and kind of between one another, that you're looking out Mm -hmm. for each other.
1: It is, it it warms my heart.
0: So especially, you know, I, okay, so my preference as far as watching pornography tends to go towards, you know, the more abusive, rougher situations. And one thing that I always enjoy seeing, of course, at the end is when you have the two stars post um, scene sitting together and kind of having a chat and a cuddle and, you know, you see, okay, well, this is all make-believe and it's all consensual. So, you know, that of course does it for me that I get to see that part and I know that it's all safe and, and whatnot.
1: It's only because Sarah has a huge hard-on for aftercare.
0: <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> uh, right. So um, in, in those scenes though, sort of, you know, beforehand between the actors, how does that, how does that go going into it for the actors? Is that sort of discussed? Like, this is what's going to happen. Um, you know, this is what I'm going to do, kind of preparing each other for it. Or is it, you just kind of go for it, go all in?
2: Um, It depends on what the scene is. Um, If it's just, you know, basic boy, girl, um, then it's, you know, I'll, you know, be like, these are my, you know, don't, don't bite my nipples, stuff like that. Um, But if it's, you know, like an anal scene, I'm going to tell... Like the, you know, the director or whoever and the other talent, like, this is how you have to loosen me up. This is a bad, you know, this is an okay position this, you could do this in doggy position, um, you know, just sort of so that it's going to like, so I can guide them. So it's going to be the best scene possible. And there's, you know, not going to be any like weird looks on my face.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So just sort of general setting limits beforehand so that everything goes smoothly.
2: Yeah. And this different, this, this differs from, from person to person, obviously this is just what works best for me. I feel like I should say that right now. Okay.
1: So, I mean, also on the aftercare uh, tip, is there aftercare in scenes? Like is your co-star usually checking on you once it's over? Like, Hey, are you cool? Everything all right?
2: Yeah. Like, um, there's, you know, when the camera isn't rolling, um, most of the male talent I've shot with um, has asked me, like, you cool? You all right? You need anything? Like, it's totally cool. It's, you know, it's it's just really nice and refreshing to know, and I wish that more people that were not in the sex work industry would know that that actually goes on, and it's not some, like, gross, dusty, dingy basement Porn, you know, when I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, right,
1: right. You do the anal scene. The guy wipes a stick on the drapes and he leaves. That's how it's supposed to go, you know, in the real world. Yeah, right.
2: Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to get the carpet cleaner
1: out. Yes, of course. Right. So I mean, so my question is more of a broad <laughs> entertainment question. I mean, COVID this year has just m- completely murdered the entertainment industry. You know, TV, movies—they've just been devastated. What has happened with adult entertainment? How has it been affected?
2: Um, The adult entertainment world, I feel like is always evolving. So this is just one more speed bump that it had to get over. And a lot of studios had paid talent to shoot remotely as part of like a quarantine series. Um, I shot for Alterotic um, and I did a really good double penetration scene for them, but it was from my couch. So, um, they reached out to, a, you know, a bunch of talent and they have this whole series. So I think stuff like that, um, is a good example of how, uh, porn is always evolving.
0: Well, they have to be flexible yes. and who's more flexible
1: than, strippers, than strippers <laughs> yeah. and porn stars. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> so that's awesome.
1: Is there like a set audition process for a movie or is it just like, they know who you are and they call you?
2: I try to put my solo stuff out there so I can kind of show people what I can do. And then you – I I started shooting like trade content. So I would shoot with other talent. Like they would get a copy of the video. I would get a copy of the video. And we would both have rights to distribute it and profit off of it. So um, that – studios can look at that, especially if you make previews for your videos, like short clips. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of – the way that I've started doing my stuff is like, Hey, here's my, my, put all my previews on Pornhub. So, you know, Pornhub is so readily available. You just pull it out of your, out of your phone. and Someone can like look at your, your stuff. So it's yeah, like,
1: it's, it's kind of the default porn website at this point almost.
2: Yeah. unfortunately, yeah. It's got a lot of problems, but it, it, does. Is, it is the default. Yeah.
1: So do you have like a traditional agent or do you act on your own behalf?
2: Um, I have acted on my own behalf. Um, the entire time I'm self booking. Um, I branded myself just like you would a business. Um, I've got like business cards. I just treat it like it's another business, which it is. I reach out to people, I network. So I treat it like a business in that regard too.
1: So I mean, on that respect with the branding and everything, I love the name Vex Voltage. Where did that even come from?
2: I don't I wish I had like a good story about this but I like I don't it's just like I had a list of words that I might want to include somewhere and this is the <laughs> one that stuck and I was just like god I need like a decent name that starts with a v but I don't know and I started like cramming <laughs> letters together and I was like okay this sounds kind of cool <laughs> and then it worked you know what? as far as origin stories go, yeah.
0: that's as good as any yeah. if it works it
1: works
2: a, yeah i didn't follow you <laughs> like a vat of radioactive material or anything it Just, you know i'm pretty sure i had like i think i was at um i was at the starbucks in the loop when i came up with it and branded myself the first time <laughs>
1: that's outstanding
2: it's very it's very boring like i wish i had like cool stories about it but all my cool stories are saved for like fucking avian penthouse parties and all that other shit
1: <laughs> one day one day
2: whoo man buckle that's awesome the fuck up <laughs> That's all I gotta say.
1: I am ready That's for this. Amazing. I am ready for this ride. I'm just saying, I want to hear these one
2: day.
0: <laughs> Yes. All right. So I have a pretty specific question that comes from a listener, and I'm just gonna read it verbatim because it's it's a little bit long. So they ask, when they get a part in a movie, do they know ahead of auditioning or applying what is going to be in their scenes? Like, are they told that? This film will involve anal blowjobs, threesomes, and two lesbian scenes, or are they asked when they get to set what they're comfortable with doing? I imagine a movie called Backdoor Slut 9 would be weird having a person in it for just a blowjob scene, but for the titles that don't give away their plot, how much do they know is going to be required of them?
2: Producers now, and especially other talent, are very good with communicating ahead of time. Um, I have never, and I have never had any friends shoot for any studios that where they did not previously know what they were doing. I also personally feel like it's my responsibility to tell a producer what I'm not, what my hard limits, like my nose and my yeses, and I'm okay with this. And usually um, they're, you know, no one's had a problem with, you know, any of that so far. People in the industry so far, I've noticed, have been very accommodating. No That's one awesome. has ever tried to pressure me to film anything that I did not want to.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Which I think really is contradictory to what a lot of people believe, again, the porn industry consists of, because I think that there's this, this very wrong idea that it's full of lots of big angry men trying to pressure young innocent girls into doing things that they don't want to do
2: right and that might have been the case in the past I'm not too familiar with um the inner workings of the industry and you know like the 90s
0: the 70s Yeah, or, I'm,
2: I'm, yeah. I've, I've heard stories so I know what is you know a little bit of you know what has happened then but Um, there's really not been, um, anything that's really reflected that, that I have run into or that I have had friends tell me about. It's not to say that it doesn't happen every, every now and again, but, um, it's definitely not what people think it is.
0: Right. Not 100% of the time. Like it seems to be everyone, not everyone, obviously, but seems to be the the word I can't think of the overwhelming public opinion yes. that it's this seedy, dirty the, uh, industry,
1: general consensus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, when Sarah and I get together, we don't really talk about the medical field or medicine. When you get to deal with your friends in the industry, do you talk about adult entertainment or is it like, hey, let's talk about painting or puppies? Or, um,
2: I think it really, well. It depends on who it is. Um, If, you know, I roll up to my friend's house, you know, who lives down the street from me, I'd be, like, limping into her house, like, ready to, like, you know, bake some, delicious soup I'd be like man like I just fisted the fuck out of my pussy (laughs) like it's one of the it's one of those things but I mean you know like if
0: it's relevant to the situation like why are you
2: limping well as a matter of fact I mean knowing me even if it's not relevant but (laughs) you know I think (laughs) if someone's gonna hang out with me they just know that that's gonna happen that's fair. Well, you know. I'll tell someone whether they want to know or not. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: So have you actually shot like a movie with a plot, or do you do just scenes? Like are you filming Devil and Miss Jones part twenty six, or are you doing just these scenes with you and a partner or partners?
2: Um there okay, so there are two parts to that. Um I have shot stuff with kind of a plot before. It was anal team I think anal team six up in New York I shot that for Intimacy Productions. Um it had a plot, couldn't tell you what the fucking plot was. <laughs> um I think it was like I was in anal boot camp and um what's her name, Austin? I forgot who I shot that with. Um she was like we were getting each other ready for anal boot camp and we had each other on like the fuck machine and my stupid ass and my infinite wisdom was like, "Hey, this would look great if I cranked this weird machine that I have no experience with using up on full blast because it would look great on camera and I fucking did so that had a little bit of a plot um but I am getting ready there is something in the works that is going to be a full-length triple x movie oh um directed and filmed by Sadie Blaze Um, It's going to have costumes and set design and music. Um, It's going to be shot locally. We're going to fly performers in from all over the country. And it's, there are going to be fuck scenes. It's going to be like a full length movie, but there are going to be a lot of fuck scenes. Nice. So if anyone wants to be involved in that and you are in the industry, emphasis on that um contact me on twitter instagram um and we should have a promo clip of that within the next few months so there is oh, there is a lot it. of a lot of stuff yeah. plot that i kind of want to film and i also want to like film for trauma at some point
1: oh i love trauma so much
2: <laughs> i um <laughs> i missed out on shakespeare shitstorm but i did meet lloyd at AvN. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so there was, well there was that keep,
0: keep us informed here and we will do our best to keep our listeners informed as well how that's going oh, absolutely
1: Is there a particular uh, subset or genre of porn that you just find abhorrent? Like for me, like I hate, hate, hate the recent trend of the step-sibling bullshit.
2: Jesus Christ, thank you so much. I'm not, okay, like, so I'm not ever out to kink shame anyone unless it's like seriously illegal. Like, ugh. Yeah. Um, But as far as like that goes, I can't can't get my head around it, but I, I, I won't film it. I did, I filmed it once and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't ever do this again. <laughs> so, um, I can't get my head around it. I don't, I just, I, that's one thing that I, I will, I'm not, I unfortunately never film.
1: I just don't get it. I don't.
2: <laughs> I know people are into it. Um, I wouldn't call it abhorrent, but I <sighs> don't understand it.
1: I just like foreign language. What?
2: Whatever, like whatever knocks your rocks.
1: You know what? That's fine too. You're not,
2: you're not murdering anyone.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna watch it. But if somebody wants to, fine, go ahead.
2: Yep. At least whatever's keeping people from becoming serial killers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if what is really one big, big, huge overreaching thing that you wish people knew about adult entertainment?
2: It is work, and it is valid work. Um, and there are valid people that do the work and it is a lot, it is a lot of exhausting. Uh, there's a lot, you put a lot of exhausting hours into it. It pays off, but, um, it's a lot of work and it's, 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 I mean, it's fun. And at no point, if anyone ever wants to get involved with porn, go for it do it do the thing life's too short not to do it
1: <laughs> so you have, have you steered do the thing have you steered anyone away that approached you about wanting to get involved you thought that this isn't for this person they're in it for the wrong reason or they're just not the right person because they're too emotional or
2: no um if they're you know if someone comes to me i just like hey how is you know how does OnlyFans work and i tell them i'm like oh you know it's it's it pays off it can you know Pay your rent, pay your bills, but it's a lot of work. It's like sun up to sundown.
1: Cause you're constantly on social media trying to throw out, hey, I did this, I did this, I did this, right?
2: Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people, including myself, they will constantly be on Twitter and Instagram. I've been very bad about tweeting lately. I'm terrible. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like as far as like OnlyFans or content creation, um, the other sites are like Frisk and Loyal Fans, or even like. Many vids crush there's like a bunch of options that you can do as a creator um as to where you can put your content which is also nice um but it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot of networking it's a lot of schmoozing and it's,
0: whew, it's, a, it's well it's like it's anytime fun. you own your own business yeah you have to be able to sell yourself you have to be willing to get out do the legwork do the footwork and and put yourself out there and be prepared for rejection.
2: Yes, yes, and I am terrified of rejection, but it it happens a lot. So, woo, we keep keep rolling. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> even even at, you know at the club, you kind of got to have that that mentality.
0: Oh sure, yeah. sure. And, and be understanding of the fact that not everything is for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, if someone wants to do it and they have a fun time doing it, that in itself is enough of a fucking reason.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and fuck people if, you know, if it's not for them and they want to have something negative to say about it, then that's on them, not you. Yeah. I can fully get like, behind
1: that.
2: Yeah. If someone, yeah. you know, I've had, you know, customers come into the club that that say like oh why why would you do porn I was like so your dad can masturbate to me big silly <laughs> and they don't know what the fuck to say so it, it's I'm good at shutting people the fuck up <laughs>
0: that's good that's good all right so I have um I have an important question so Seth and I are both are both very sex positive and it sounds talking to you like you are as well um I think that so far our listeners should, I hope, have gotten the impression from us that we are very sex positive. Do you believe that pornography is biased against um, or abusive towards women or gives the impression, I guess I should say, gives the impression that it is biased against or abusive towards women?
2: No, um, I believe that <clears throat> if that is how the stage is being set for a specific kink, um, that's one thing. But other than that, I I I don't think that's that's the case at all. Okay, and why not? Um, just because there are there are so many outlets for women to shoot. Like you can shoot girl, girl. You can shoot solo. You have so much. You have so. You can take the reins on your own career and shoot what you want, pretty much. So if you only want to do solo stuff, you can only you can do solo stuff and you can kill it. So it's it's kind of like in that sense it's i think very very empowering like there i see a big difference in my confidence pre-porn versus now just based on that alone
1: i don't get the uh woman shaming at all because like anthony hopkins is not accused of eating people and being a serial killer but a woman does yeah. porn she's a dirty dirty whore you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> yes i love that
0: and and i think it's not so much the like the content um you know like oh you know men abusing women or whatever the kink is in the the specific scene it's more because pornography seems or is so angled towards men you know it it, it is very subjective yeah toward you know about women or towards women But like you said, it is, or it can be very empowering for women, giving women the power to use their bodies and use themselves to do what the fuck they want, to be independent and to make a living. And like you said, you know, that sense of self-confidence, how is it different than modeling or any other business really endeavor?
2: Right. And I, I also, me personally, like if they're, you know, I'm filming some degradation, if they call me, you know, a nasty, filthy, cum cum pig. I, you know, I know that that's, cause they're, they're totally fine off camera, that that's part of the scene. So I can differentiate between what's real and what's not. So, and you know, how the, um, how the studios are treating you off camera is a very, another big indicator, um, of how, um, some women are seen within the industry.
1: Okay. So getting back into it, you know, Sarah and I being medical professionals do love to hear horror stories where things go wrong sometimes in situations like this. So do you have any stories where like, there was like an oops type of injury or like something happened was like, Oh my God, call the ambulance.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, As far as horror stories go, um, Mm -hmm. all the horror stories I really have are from, from stripping. (laughs)
1: We'll we'll, we'll hear them. Let's go. Okay.
2: Okay. dripping is fucking dangerous. Yes. Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Um, Okay. So one time um, I had a friend get kicked out of a hour long private suite with uh, two two guys and three of the dancers total. Um, And so they asked uh, one of the bartenders to just pull a random dancer in there. They said they didn't care. And I was lucky enough to hit that jackpot. So I got pulled in there and I walked into this oh god all the two other dancers had all of their clothes on and they were just looking like when the fuck is this going to be over. This fucking guy who was drunk, he was just was just I don't know what stage of being drunk in the night he was. He was boofing cocaine on the floor of the suite. And I'm like oh, I just no. got committed to this for a fucking hour. Oh, <laughs> and no. it was like it was one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm getting pancakes on the way home. This is this is <laughs> stupid. This is dumb. Oh <laughs> so no, that is
1: unfortunate.
2: Yeah, I also another horror story. I one of my regulars gets um, he 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 likes to be wrestled by women. Um, so I wrestle him for 15 minutes, and he uh, he tips me extra. Um, so that I ignore the fact that he has uncontrollable flatulence. Okay. So, um, I, I have to, there are mirrors all over the room. So I have to try to like, you know, get him in a headlock or something where he can't see me trying not to fucking laugh at his farts. So those are, those are two, uh, two, two horror stories, um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not always easy, is it?
2: No, 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 it's not. It is it is hard work. So I feel bad for your Farty friend. Oh geez. He's he's a very strange Do they
0: smell do they smell real bad? No, that's the weird thing. No no no, that's good, that's good. That means that his balls are healthy. He probably just has some issue like just with gas. It might even be a medication. It
2: doesn't happen any other time though. Well
1: yeah, uh, but so whoa. No, he's he's, do, he's, well, like, he's doing it on purpose.
0: There's Well, no, there's pressure happening, so you're wrestling him. I so there's like there's pressure happening, you know? God, like goodness. he's 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 tensing, you know? Like muscles are tensing and he's bending and flexing and he's moving and you know and, and pressure's happening. So no, that's Is he older? No. No, okay. Well, I was going to say, I mean, he may even have like a prostate Just issue. Just got
1: to justify it, don't you, Sarah?
0: Yeah. <laughs> devil's advocate okay look medical look, professional it's, it's, he's farty it doesn't smell bad just ignore it put in earplugs <laughs>
1: uh, outstanding
0: <laughs> turn, turn the music up so i mean
1: <laughs> kind of on that same note uh one of my favorite parts of movies is the blooper reel at the end sometimes you see all the gaffes and stuff are there gaffes in porn? Is there mistakes? And, and when it happens, if somebody gets the giggles of something, what do you do? And tell me a story about it if it does happen.
2: Um, it's never happened for a studio, but it does happen when I'm shooting here by myself. Like I have to set up my camera on my tripod, and it's, it's very hard to use your phone or your camera or whatever you're using when your hands are covered in lube. so i have dropped like i do crazy camera angles like i've suspended my tripod um with my shibari rope for my light fixture just to get the perfect like overhead shot and i've had the camera slip i've had um i've had the camera smash me in the face before when i've taped it to the ceiling i've had i've gotten hit in the face with dildos when they slip (laughs) out of my hands um (laughs) Uh, You absolutely have to release these. You must release these. I think we've all been there. I think we've all been there. They're all on my OnlyFans.
1: Oh, now (laughs) I have to go look.
2: (laughs) Um, One time um, I was filming um, on a log. I was, I um, sometimes, depending on what I'm doing, if it's like quick promo shots, I'll turn on the video on my phone and I'll just pose. But I got myself falling off of this log on video and rolling de- partially down a hill, and like that's on my <laughs> own <only> hands.
0: <laughs> so that's amazing. I'm glad I you're not
1: hiding it. it. Just embrace it.
0: <laughs> oh no, I, I've
2: I've fallen, I've fallen so many times at the club, just on my face. It's just like I'm not trying to hide anything anymore. Had people eat white castle off of my nipples, like it's just you know just happens. <laughs>
0: Speaking of speaking of Vex's camera, so uh, let's just throw this out there. Uh, Vex's oh camera God. is currently being held uh, together by electrical tape. So, hey, it
1: works, doesn't it? If
0: anyone, <laughs> yes, yeah. if anyone wants to throw, uh, if anyone gets on and takes a look at some of her art, uh, some of her photography, some of her videos, and likes what they see, and would like to continue. Uh, seeing it and wants to throw some cash towards maybe uh, contributing towards her getting a new camera, please, please do because we like her and we would like to continue to see uh, <laughs> see more of her, much more of her, and and we need to do that. Uh, in order to do that, she needs to continue to have a camera. So thank you. Yep. This,
2: is the, this is the only clip <laughs> I have ever had with any like laptop, phone, anything. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. right now
1: so i mean aside from all the only fans and Minivans and all that uh you stream on twitch and you don't really only game you also paint which i found fascinating and like it's like is, is that a great stress relief from the uh adult entertainment world is painting and video games on twitch
2: yeah um i can actually like i've been playing world of warcraft which is what i play on twitch since 2005
1: wow. so i can
2: like play that oh, yeah i know <laughs> No one judge me. <laughs> I judge enough. If I judge myself enough for all of you, for that, um, I've been playing since 2005. So I can like play in my sleep pretty much. So it's a good way that I can turn my brain off and just like forget that I have a Twitter, Instagram, or you know anything like that. Um, but painting, I feel like I can just kind of slink to the back of my brain, and I don't have, like I can focus on it. It's easy for me to something. It's easy for me to focus on.
1: So uh, that's awesome. How many WoW characters do you play?
2: Jesus Christ! Um, on on which on which which realm? Because oh. there's about eight different realms, and I've got total. I've probably got about twenty six or twenty seven max level.
1: Wow!
0: Oh, this just went super nerd. So
1: so okay, yeah, it's gonna get, it's gonna get deeper. Horde or alliance? Horde. Ah, there we go. Good girl.
2: Although although <laughs> I do have I do have two alliance. One that I it was my demon hunter i wanted to experience the alliance storyline so i played that one and i just like i ended up like oh this is kind of cool so i played both but pretty primarily horde
1: yes as as we all should
2: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: do you want to throw your twitch out there for all the listeners out there if they want to come check it out yeah, it's yes
2: yes twitch.tv slash vex 666
1: ah very nice.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> we will, uh, we will throw that up also in the show notes uh, as well as your Instagram and your Twitter.
2: Cool. Thanks. So,
1: so, and I, I guess one of the last questions I had for you is uh, some of your outside interests as well as the herpetology and all that. Tell me about that. What got you into animals, especially reptiles?
2: Um, so when I was six, My, uh, my grandma would take me to, um, what was called museum school and it was pretty much dinosaurs and reptiles. And there was a Gila monster uh, that they had in this, at the Fort Worth, um, museum natural history. And it was in this long like enclosure and I would go tell him hi and bye every time. So I, you know, he was just chilling there in his, uh, his little enclosure for years and years and years. And. It just kind of stuck, and then growing up in Texas, I was always out like looking for snakes and lizards and, and stuff like that. So it carried to adulthood, and you know, I have a I have a, a background in graphic design and illustration, but I also have a background in wildlife biology with that focus on uh, on herpetology.
1: See, folks, porn stars have That's fantastic porn stars have layers.
2: <laughs> I've got a lot of layers.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So Sarah,
0: that's so great.
1: Sarah, do you have any? Uh, this has been so
0: much fun. Do you have any
1: uh, final questions for Vex before we get out of here?
0: I don't. I don't. I think that. Um, oh no, this has been great. This has been so much fun. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Vex,
0: I'm we- sorry I'm not more talkative. I have to keep muting my microphone so I can cough.
1: <laughs> well, Vex, that's before funny. we before we throw out our socials, why don't you go ahead and throw out your Twitter, Instagram, and if you want to throw out your OnlyFans, many of the links, anything like that, before we get out of here.
2: Yeah, my uh, my Twitter is at uh, VexVoltage and my Instagram is at Vex.voltage cause some dirty bastard took the other version. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what a dick. I know, right? It can't only be only only me is me. Um I what's my my, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash vexvoltage six 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 and my only fans is onlyfans.com slash vexvoltage. I'm also on Minivids and Pornhub. Just Google my name. <laughs> <laughs> Minivids, That's Minivids awesome. like is like vexvoltage.minivids.com. It's like complicated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, sure we, I'm sure we can find a way if we really want to get there.
2: Plus, yes. <laughs> you,
1: I'm, sure you, I'm sure you link it in your Twitter and all that.
2: Yes, it is all over the place. It is not hard to find.
1: But yeah, we of course follow her. You should too. But if you want to follow us, you can find yes. us at Twitter and Instagram at in the Pod. Our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash in the stack podcast. Uh, you want to email us, show topics, questions in the future. It's Seth and Sarah podcast at gmail.com. And
0: please do. Yes.
1: Vex, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. <laughs> I had no idea I knew a porn star until been. last week. So.
2: <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> thanks guys Uh, anytime you want to chat let
1: me know absolutely yeah that's
0: great and like i said keep us informed about that movie and we'll um we'll keep our listeners updated Yeah, absolutely
1: yeah this that's great i gotta see since i know multiple people involved apparently
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right well hey till next time
1: until next time you join us in the sack
0: with seth and sarah bye
1: toodles